Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Off the Ropes, Episode 6, WWE Draft and WWE Backlash Preview. Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Swinney. Alongside of me is KO Kyle Owens and Brandon Ogden. We have a special guest tonight. I feel like we we have to outdo ourselves every time with a special guest, and I've got a good one tonight. It's Mr. Matt Diggs. Welcome, Matt. Hello. I can cut more promos than a bed, bath, and beyond going out of a business sale, and I'm excited to be with the crew tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you'll notice there's someone missing tonight. Um, don't know where he is. I think he got lost. I think he got lost in the draft. Maybe he got drafted the other night because he was live in Fort Worth for night two of the draft. Who would he be drafted to, though, Raw or SmackDown? Hmm. He wants to go wherever Omos is. He told me. Well, Omos is a free agent. Free agent. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's trying to work out a deal then. Maybe he's trying to get signed. <laughs> I think Jeremy looks like a Raw person. I think he'd be a Raw guy. Okay. Well, he, he may try to jump in and join us here tonight. He said he's going to try. So we'll make sure we save uh, that match for him. That's what Brandon – Brandon's already assigned him that match to talk about. Um, before I get started, uh, how's everyone's week going? Good. You know, working, busy. I'm actually working right now. So if I if I look like I'm not paying attention, I'm I'm listening, but I'm I'm doing double duty. Kind of like Brandon was doing last stream. I'm I'm doing double duty right now. <laughs> I'm all here this time. <laughs> now, uh, now, now we're at the point where I don't have to work on Tuesdays. So. Matt Matt looks the most comfortable though. He's in a recliner. I mean, he, he I am in a recliner. But, but I, I am I am disappointed this week. I, I was expecting a lot more from our WWE draft, the fireworks. But then again, I don't know what the WWE, WWE can do these days uh, to get back there because I find myself perpetually disappointed by them. Am I the only one here who just seems to always just be disappointed with the WWE product? You know, you get, you get excited for WrestleMania, then you leave WrestleMania let down. Now I'm excited for the draft and, and you know, it's like being a Cowboys fan here, just being oh. down perpetually. Well, be careful. Be tread thin water because you have an Eagles fan in the bottom right corner there. So be, be careful. Oh, he, he's got his own issues to work out, I'm sure. <laughs> well, first off, I want to say, and we'll talk about the draft first. We'll kind of go through um, each round and we'll talk about, you know, what we thought. My thing overall, and this is what bugs me, and I don't know if you guys know this, but like, What's the randomness of random people coming out of the room making picks? Like, I miss the old days where, you know, you had somebody running Raw, you run in SmackDown. Like, there was some, like, you know, actual, like, meaning behind the picks. Like, is it just some, is it just random folks? I had, we had, I think Teddy Long was on Raw. He was in the Raw draft room one night and then he was on the SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, that bothers me because in a draft, there should be like one team should be one to pick better than the other. So it like should be some coherence there back when you had like, was it Bischoff and someone had, that did one year, you know, he, he came out, but like it had some kind of meaning. Like right now you have one guy running both shows. Um, it does on screen at least. And I miss that. Like having some kind of meaning behind the picks. Yeah. The only part I like this was they did it on Friday last night. They didn't. But like when they brought Shawn Michaels out, it was funny to see like his NXT guys get drafted. Yeah, yeah. But they did on Friday. But last night he just announced like random people. Yeah. But 
the, the one thing I'm glad they didn't do this year was, the, you know, the first year they did it when the, it was right when SmackDown on Fox had just started and they had these like war room executives. Oh, yeah. It, that was just ridiculous. Yeah, that was a little silly. But the, the on-screen person in charge of each show was cool because, you know, they legitimately could say, okay, this is my, my show. I feel like it's just, okay, let's put them in the randomizer and you get this, you get these guys and you get these guys. That's what I was hoping they would do with the draft is say, hey, like Adam Pierce gets drafted like before and like he's the executive for one of the other. And then they name someone yeah. like, hey, JBL or somebody's going to be over SmackDown or I thought that would have been cool, but they didn't go in that direction. And they still may, but I think they should have two different people in charge, like you said now, that they're splitting the brands. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be Adam Pierce on both. The very generic WWE executive. And, and and this just gets into this whole idea that they continue to drop the ball. I know kayfabe and, and, and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you know, or or even something where you might have even had like a live streaming thing. They could have even given some logic to that because you could kind of pick, pick together some logic with the champions. Like, okay, they get this champion, so we got to pick this champion to kind of offset that champion uh, because we don't want to have a whole, you know, we don't want to have a women's division void from our program so we have to draft this way but they didn't even refer to that they didn't even have the commentators kind of play up any sort of the logic it, it was just a basic randomizer like you said brandon is it, it it takes the fun out of it when you when you can't have the drama of what's going to happen and you know in two competitive people i mean this is a sport founded on competitiveness and now we don't even have two figureheads fighting each other for picks or or whatnot it's just Adam Pierce, who he thinks, you know, he wants, you, you know, you, you said this, Brandon, like you thought it was kind of crazy a couple of years ago when they had the executives, at least to me, that made a little sense because you had a little bit of controversy, like Fox wants to draw better than, you know, Peacock USA network, but now it's nothing. Mm, yeah. Just, just, it's just missing that, that, you know, raw versus SmackDown feel. It's just like, you know, Oh, just, we're just going to, pick who we want to go on each show and that's it no nothing really to it so all right well uh let's go ahead and go through the picks we'll start with round one on night one that was on smackdown friday night um pretty obvious who the number one pick was going to be i thought i mean if you guys probably agree you pick you pick the guy that's ran the show for the last almost a thousand days roman reigns i thought it was interesting the way they drafted Reigns with Sako and Heyman without the Usos. That kind of, you know, left some things up in the air that, you know, they settled later. Um, then, of course, this right here, this next pick, it's such a cop-out to me. They put Cody Rhodes on Raw. You know, now it looks like he's going for the big gold belt. It's looking like they're not going to put him over Reigns at this point now because they're splitting them up. Uh, don't know if I like the way that's going to turn out. Um and then, of course, Bianca Belair, women's Raw champion, goes to SmackDown. Now, I wish they'd have done something like you have to give the title up. I, I don't like them just, okay, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to happen. They're going to end up just switching them. Oh, let's just swap the belts. I think that's corny. Like, okay, if you move off the show, then you got to give relinquish the belt or some something. Um, because I, I kind of wish they'd have drafted both to one brand. And then maybe have them fight for that one brand's belt, and the other ones goes in maybe a a four way fatal four way or a 
some kind of special match to decide a new champion. I don't like this. Why are you even drafting? Why don't we just say, okay, these belts go here, these belts go here, and we just forget that part and move on to the rest of the draft. Uh, then Raw, Becky Lynch, it's a good pick for Raw. Lynch is a star. Uh, that's round one, night one. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, so I came up with a, I had like a four winners, four losers, and Cody and Bianca are both two of my winners. Co- Cody, for the fact, like you said, he's going to get kind of the push to the title picture. But I, I also, I could see them not getting the title maybe yet. They put him in that match, and, you know, something happens and he doesn't win it. And he still goes to maybe goes through that struggle for a little bit. They probably will. WWE will probably just give it to him in in a May. But it would be interesting. They give him a little struggle for a little bit, and then he gets to go back through the Rumble next year. This time at like two or three, wins it again and chooses Roman, and finally gets that match with Roman. But we'll we'll see what. It, like you're probably right. But then Bianca, I really like her on SmackDown. Since Charlotte's there, we get to a Bianca Charlotte. We we haven't really gotten that. And uh, if we did, it was a long time ago. And we've been seeing her and over. It'd be cool to see uh, her and Charlotte a uh, little something there. So I, I really like that they split Rhea and Charlotte, and they put Bianca with Charlotte. I, I like that part. Well, dream booking. Maybe somebody from AEW comes out and reminds Cody that he can't compete for the world title since he lost that one match in AEW three years ago yeah. where, you know – because they call it the world title over the new one uh, kind of a thing. Uh, you know, in, in the, you, you talked about how underwhelmed you were. They did this last time with uh, with when Becky Lynch and Charlotte, they had to go uh, and they had that very tense where they had to hand each other the belts and one of them threw it on the ground. And it, it, it's all we've seen before. Now we're going to have probably another tense segment where you're going to have Bianca and, and Rhea do a belt help, uh, handoff and they'll probably say, We'll see you again, you know, kind of like they've been kind of teasing over the last couple of times. So, again, nothing creative at all. You know, pointing out that you have Cody as your as your best, you know, raw face, so to speak. I mean, it, it makes sense, but there's so much they could have done. And, and again, there's those logical inconsistencies because Roman had three people drafted for him. You know, at, at what point is there a, val- a better value in, in drafting groups as opposed to players? There's just not, no, you know. Well, you know, split up Sokoa for that point. You know, Roman by himself is good enough to be that number one pick, except now we have to have this whole entourage set up. It just completely devalues the value of a pick. And does, does Paul Heyman, he's not a wrestler. Why does he need to be drafted? Right. I mean, that doesn't make sense. I mean, was there anybody else that was a uh, basically a manager that was drafted with anybody? Well, they did. They, well, they they pictured Scarlett with Karrion, but they didn't announce her. Yeah. Like, they didn't say with Scarlett. Uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, it, yeah, that was just really weird. There, like, I mean, I mean but everybody was drafted as a group. Like, we had like five individuals drafted the whole two nights, maybe. Like, everything was. We just threw random group. I mean, we even drafted Ray Mysterio in a group. I know he's in one now, but it's just I don't know. LWO Brandon. But just still do them separately. Come on, <laughs> like they drafted everybody as a group. It was just. Kyle, what are your thoughts? I thought they had to go with Roman first because if you if you don't take him first, then why does he have two world championships? So he had to go first. I don't mind putting Cody on the other brand because I think they're keeping Cody and Roman apart so Cody can struggle and go through adversity and have to get to what he needs to to get back to Roman. So I don't mind that that part. The part that – and, Matt, you alluded to it, but the, the part that blows my mind is why would why would you draft – 
the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Like that, logically, that just makes no sense. If you're going to do that, then why did you give her the title in the first place? Why didn't she lose it at WrestleMania? If you knew coming up you were going to switch brands, they didn't know. They don't plan that far ahead. They Vince does not. You're correct. <laughs> um, but I, that's that's my issue with it is logically it just doesn't make sense. And and, when, and some of the draft was kind of predictable. I know we haven't got to it yet, but when they drafted Gunther over to Raw, well, then you knew Theory was going to SmackDown because you can't have the Intercontinental and the U.S. Championship on the same brand. So a lot of it was kind of predictable. Um, but the first like the first four picks, I didn't mind other than the fact that it just logically makes no sense to have Bianca go as your Raw Women's Champion over to SmackDown. And if you heard Corey Graves during Raw, he was even getting tangled up on how he was supposed to say it. Like, oh, she's the, they're going to be battling for the Raw Women's Championship at Backlash, but she's on SmackDown. Like, it's just, it makes no sense. There's so many logic gaps. So that's, that's my problem with the draft. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of that. I, I wish they'd do something different. It seems like every year they do that where they flip the women's champions. Come on, get, get, get creative with it. Like make them, if they get drafted off of the, the program, they're the champion. They have to relinquish the belt. Right. You know, I, I, that, you know, it's just something else. Like it's something that they have to go through, uh, you know, something else in the storyline that they can do something with to me. I mean, I know you don't want to give, maybe it's Bianca that has to give it. She's had it for a while. Maybe you make her go back to the line and struggle a little bit to have to regain a title on the new brand. I don't know. It makes too much sense, I guess. I don't know. What would kind of be cool is that, but right, like that night of the draft, had to do it for the say for the women, say, all right, the champions aren't predetermined. Like, what, what we're going to do is have a ladder match and have both belts up there. And so, if you grab the SmackDown, you go to SmackDown. You grab the Raw, you go to Raw. Those are your champions. And then they draft the rest of the women. Hmm. It's too late this time, but that would be fun next time. Right. That makes too much sense. Oh, it, yeah. Because it, it'd be entertaining, too. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, okay, let's go to round two. Okay, uh, SmackDown. I, I'm assuming the way they picked these, that since it was SmackDown hosting this night one, they were the number one pick. They never said that or, or alluded to it, but then on Raw they flipped it. So I'm assuming that's why they got the first pick. Um, they got the Street Profits. Now, this surprised me a little bit, guys. I thought that's another thing. There wasn't a whole lot of team splitting this time. Something that they used the draft to do, I thought Street Profits was one of those I thought could be split. They were drafted together over to SmackDown. Of course, you had to draft Imperium all together because it's a group. It's The theme of this draft was uh, factions because there was a lot of factions drafted together, which I'm, I don't say I'm okay with it, but I'm just glad they have some factions. There for a while, WWE got to where there wasn't any factions, and I think the factions helped build storylines. Is there an easy way to kind of mismatch opponents and stuff, and they actually matter. Other than the, other than the uh, Kevin Owens with and Sami Zayn with uh, Matt Riddle. I still don't understand that whole dynamic. I mean, it's funny, but, like, why are they hanging out? Like, they're not together. It's just kind of a random one put together. Okay, Randy Orton's not here. Let's put Matt Riddle with these guys. The only thing that ties them together, I guess, is the bloodline took Matt Riddle out. So that makes some sense. But they have a bad habit of not making sense. They just throw three random people in a match and say, okay, you guys like each other tonight against this group. Um, but I'm glad that going back to it, I'm glad that they have that cohesion going on. So I'm that's why I'm a little okay with them drafting the groups together. Because a lot of times they'll have them together for two months and just split them up for no reason. Um, 
So at least they're trying to work on that. Um, I like Imperium going to Raw. I, I love Gunther. Oh, he's he's incredible. Um, I still think at some point he puts somebody over and goes after one of the big belts, but they're going to continue to use him, I guess, right now and get maybe get some new matchups on Raw. Um, Edge to SmackDown uh, with the next pick, and then Matt Riddle stays on Raw. Um, those are the four in that round, fellas. What do y'all think there? I mean, nothing too too surprising there. I mean, it just it, uh, yeah. Well, it is what it is. I mean, they're just. The, I guess the edge flipping is the only main thing. But and like like you said, when we knew we saw Imperium was going, then we were like, okay, well, just when's Austin Theory coming to SmackDown? Because we know it's happening. So. You know, and when you consider the fact that I get, I guess they tried to use that position to elevate the street profits. Like they're going to say, okay, this is our second pick. We're we're going to have high expectations for the for the street profits, and then they just do a completely telegraphed match where on SmackDown they're, they're now on there after being the second pick. Of course, they're going to win that four way, and and they ended up winning that four way instead of being creative and using that as a chance to to split them up or, or do something. And then of course, when Bianca was, you know, drafted, you kind of know that they start keeping uh, people together for marriage reasons. You know, if, if Seth is going to Seth and Becky are going to stay on the same brand, obviously Bianca and uh, Montez are going to stay on the same brand. So, you know, that kind of takes a little bit of the drama out as far as what's going to happen. And that used to be the great thing. I mean, you can go, you can just go back and remember that pop when John Cena got announced as the number one, pick for raw that one time that meant something it's like okay this is a big change it's going to be a new attitude it's going to be a new thing we're going to be trying john cena is coming over here and, and, and there just wasn't that in the draft on this time uh and and they had the opportunity to do some things that you know some very creative things uh you know if they were truly wanted to throw it in a randomizer just to see what would come out of it uh you know, you know let, let, let's shake up announcing crews and let's shake up and, and they ultimately did it was announced afterward that the uh that the ring announcers have swapped that uh, Mike Rome is now going to be on SmackDown and Samantha Urban's going to be on, uh, on Monday night raw. But other than that, it's just, you know, there no real logic to it. And that was, that, that was because Ricochet, I guess Ricochet is, is, is she dates the ring announcer? Yeah. yeah. So that's why they switched. It, it wasn't because they needed to th- switch things up, man. It was just, they had to, so don't get too ahead. They didn't, they didn't think about that. It was just because they had to. Fair enough there. And, and and ultimately, you know, you you, you want to look at these things and, and maybe the Street Profits get a, get a good push. Maybe we're going to start rebuilding the tag division. I think AEW has proven that you can have a viable tag division that's fun and people really care about watching. And the Usos have definitely elevated the match quality in, in the last few uh, months. But again, it's just all been bloodline related. And, and now maybe we can get some true competition for who's going to be the next tag team. But the, of course, now they're going to have to decide, are we going to split those belts or, or are we going to have the world tag team championship in addition to the undisputed tag team championships? So that definitely some storylines that they're going to have to fill in the gaps in the logic of. Yeah, that's definitely the case. Kyle, we went over round two. If you want to jump in, uh, basically street profits, SmackDown, raw Imperium, SmackDown edge and raw riddle. Any thoughts on those? First off, uh, Matt, you similarly look like Matt riddle. So yeah. I like it, bro. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I, I honestly thought one thing I was surprised we didn't see is any teams get split up. During oh, the I just said that. 
Oh, okay. Uh, we're, really wrong. Wrong. we're on the Count, same wavelength. Count in the dark room somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I really thought that we were going to see some teams get split up. I'm glad that Street Profits didn't get split up. I think they, they've they done everything they can do, but I like seeing them as a team. I don't think it's time to split them up yet. I think Edge going to SmackDown is cool. He hadn't been on SmackDown uh, regularly in a long time, so I like seeing Edge go over there. Um yeah, I like the second round. I didn't have any problem with the second round. I like that Edge is going to get away from Edge going to get away from Judgment Day, which is good. Yes, yes, he needs to be far away from Finn Balor and his fourteen staples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Anybody else got any thoughts on round two? We go go on round three. All right, round three. We had SmackDown took Bobby Lashley. Um. Raw took Drew McIntyre. SmackDown took the OC, which magically returns from a hiatus. I'm not sure. Yeah, they throw it up, Kyle. I'm not sure how long it's been since the OC has been on TV, but it's been a long time. I know AJ's been hurt, but they just took everybody off. Yeah, they never said anything about it. Just kind of. And then Raw selected Indy Hartwell. I'm sorry. That was round four. The Miz. I'm sorry. Oh, well, how can I forget the Miz? He's not awesome. We can all forget the Miz these days. He's he's very inconsequential at the end of the day. He's basically a jobber at this point, right? Yeah. So you know, but uh, um, what stuck out to me there, the OC obviously coming back. I think that was that was cool. Uh, be interesting to see what they do. They kind of came out and kind of you know made their presence pretty quickly. I mean, they came out and immediately made an impact. I'm interested to see where they go with their feud-wise. Since there's so many cool groups now, they've got lots of things that they can do with them. So, it'll uh, be interesting. Maybe uh, Judgment Day. Well, they're on, di- they're on different. Oh, they but, are uh, different. They OC Bloodline and AJ Roman. Bloodline? Okay, I could. I, yeah. I like that. They've got, you but they do. AJ Roman, and then you can do the uh, the – Gallows and them with uh, the Usos. Okay. I, I don't know how much they keep planting the seeds. I'm waiting to see. I don't know how long, much longer the Usos are going to be in the in the bloodline, but I, th- I thought they were going to pull the trigger last Friday. I was. I I, I thought the Smack, draft SmackDown was had me locked in. Raw, on the other hand, didn't. But SmackDown, I was locked in the whole night. That I mean, that, there was just some cool little things in that show, but with the draft and everything. Well, I kind of thought the draft might split them up. I thought they might get. Oh, I did like, too. Like where Roman went to the draft people and told them Raw needs to take the Usos, and like that was going to split them up. I thought maybe. Yeah, but that that made too much sense. Yeah, yeah, it did. But but I really thought I thought Solo was coming out to do something, and then then Riddle attacked him, so it kept it going a little bit. But I was, you know, SmackDown had me locked in. I was, oh, I thought SmackDown was a really good show. Uh, Raw, 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 not so much. Uh, Raw, Raw didn't keep me interested. SmackDown yeah. kept. Me they raw. Raw felt like a Vince McMahon show that was thrown together last minute. With- I fell asleep four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yep. Okay, so since I jumped to it round four while I go, we'll go to it. Uh, SmackDown took Damage Control. Uh, raw took Shinsuke Nakamura. SmackDown took Alba Fire and Isla Dawn from NXT. I thought that was interesting. And then there's Raw took Indy Hartwell. Now, question, fellas. We just drafted NXT belts. Now, I know that's probably going on tonight. I didn't watch NXT. Some of you may have tuned in. I don't know. But um, do you think they end up losing those 
last time I think they ended up losing the belts before they came up to the main roster. Does that happen? Well, who they, keep competing. Well, who they're facing tonight is also got drafted last night. That's true. The the tag belts is correct. Yes. Yeah. So and they also, I, yeah, they also got drafted. Both teams got drafted. So I really don't because this goes in effect what next Monday. Yes. Right. I don't know. I just it's always weird when they draft. They up like that when they have the belts. It's like they're they they needed to relinquish the belt. I think before they now you're gonna have. All the belts on main roster. Now you've got nothing on NXT. And then it's kind of predictable. Usually like two or three weeks later, they have a match against someone in NXT, and you know they're going to lose because they're on the main roster. Yeah, because there's a pay-per-view like that that same weekend as. There's like Night of Champions, there's AEW one on Sunday, and there's an NXT one that Sunday. So I'm sure they'll probably lose it then. But I don't, See, think, I, I don't think Indy has a match tonight. I don't like that because it makes it too predictable. And Indy's hurt right now, so that that could be kind of a little bit of a of a wrench in, into these things. And if, if you remember a few years ago, and it was one of the more interesting storylines when, when they were introducing Kevin Owens to the main roster when he came out as the NXT champion and laid out John Cena. You know, that kind of gave the NXT belt and him a, a lot more credibility. So if, if they're willing to fly him back and forth, maybe they can keep him for a couple more months and, and, and kind of ha- have him work both shows. Because you know, and this has been kind of a, a, a problem with the NXT, is that the NXT stars don't immediately get pushed. They don't immediately get a spotlight. They still have to really earn it. And, you know, when, when you look at that women's division on both sides, where do you see them fitting in? I mean, they're like the 10th, 11th, 12th, you know, placed girls on on these rosters, you know, they're not going to beat Charlotte Flair or Ronda Rousey or Shayna Baszler or any of those they are not quite at that level. And really because there's only two matches that the, that the women might get on any given show, they're going to have a hard time making it on the show to show their talents. I thought they might try to put the way back together a little bit. That's what I was thinking, but that Gargano went to raw. So, and so him and LeRae. So I was thinking that too, because they moved theory over to SmackDown. So I got theory and Indy were both on SmackDown. And I was like, okay, they'll. No, Indy's on Raw. Indy's on Raw. Yeah, the only person out of the way that's not. I thought Indy was on SmackDown. Austin Theory is the only one that's not. Yeah, she is on Raw. Okay, never mind. I don't. I didn't. It didn't make any sense to me why you're. Again, another non logical decision where Indy just won the title like last Tuesday. And now you're calling her up with the title. And like Matt said, she's hurt. So what what are we doing? And then you're going to call up the tag team champions. That's fine. But so they should lose tonight, but then you called up who they were facing. So <laughs> even if they lose, you're still in a pickle. It just makes no sense. Like I wanted NXT call-ups, but the way they did it was completely illogical and makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And they may just get rid of the NXT women's tag team titles because those are like the only two tag teams left in NXT anyway for women. They Maybe they have a match and they merge them. I don't know. I mean, they may just get rid of it because I don't because there's no other tag teams left. The undisputed women's tag team champions, and they can carry around two belts. You know, in the big picture, I I know we love NXT call-ups, but they may have called up too many people at this point. I mean, I feel like they called up quite a bit of people from, you know, I think, what, 10 people got called up at the end of the day. That's like one I really like and one missed, I really don't like. There's the, they missed the one they needed to call up, Braun Breaker. I think since they just turned him heel, and then he's got the big natural Carmel at the end of the month, I, I think they're going to let that marinate. And he could come out and just start annihilating folks and immediately be over. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just that's the one I thought was coming up. I kept waiting, and no, 
I like I like that <laughs> or Cameron Grimes Curtis Grimes. I'm thinking of a country singer. I like that Cameron Grimes got called up to the to the big leagues to the moon. I love it. Hey, put him put him with JBL. No, the Keep money JBL off my money screen. thing. They're both with the. I don't know. I, I get it. I get what you're doing, but we we saw what happened with Baron Corbin and JBL. Well, that's Baron Corbin. He's not even drafted. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. <laughs> they hey, you know, I think they could really do something cool with him. Like he could he could go around each every every uh, show and just beg for a contract. Jeez. And then they the put him in a match. For, they put him in a match for a contract, and he loses. And he or just even loses. better. They could just keep him off TV. Well, did y'all huh? see the pop he got in Paris? Oh, yeah, he got a win in Paris and he got a huge pop. Too. Yeah, like I was, I've never seen yeah. like because he's never gotten a pop like that. It was, I was like, maybe he'll go to Paris all the time, like Dylan Brooks go to China and we'll send Baron Corbin to Paris. Uh, I don't know. They could that they could do something cool with him just because he's so overly booed. Like he's so they could do something with that him not getting. Uh, drafted well, one little side note about baron that uh I, when I, I went to wrestlemania in in la and there was like a little side show where uh sam Robert, robertson had a little podcast thing uh and uh baron corbin was was, was on that podcast and w- within that podcast he showed way more personality than what you see on tv uh you know it, 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 his personality in that podcast was the kind of personality you would think could get over but for whatever reason his character can't get that personality uh, out of him and if they could find a way to get that version of him out of there he's got something uh, but they just can't figure out creatively the the kind of story to put on him to, to get that out of there and, and they've tried with this lucky and I mean he's pretty much the king of uh, comedians right of, of failed gimmicks but uh, there there is something there so I'm going to put that out there and you can you know pull this clip out in three or four years if he becomes champion that you know that the professor said that Baron's got something if they do the right thing with him all right I hope they can do something I almost he's almost to the point where I feel bad for him just (laughs) because he's had every time you turn around it's something different they tried to do with him and just nothing's worked like at all like it's just been bad the jbl thing was a complete flop i thought they might have had something there and it's i don't know if it's just bad writing or he's just i don't know it's just uh, it's just i feel bad it's all it all it is it just he's he doesn't he's not bad in the ring um it's just he's he can't get over i, I don't i don't get it i mean the miz can get over being hated but baron corbin can't get over it. Oh man! All right. Well, that was round. Uh, that was round one. Um, let's see. There was some other people that were also picked after after the night was over. Let me see if I can, because this was the uh, draft pool. I'm trying to see if I can find those separate, because the one I had was just a draft. Do you guys have a, a list? I have it. I have it, but it, it doesn't say what show they went to on here. Like I, I have who who got drafted that next morning, but didn't say what show they. It only says what show three of them went to. Yeah, I, honestly, I, they're just trying to get you to watch their other shows. I guess I wish they'd just tell us everyone instead of holding. You only what you announce sixteen picks, I guess, and then the rest of them are all like on some show that no one watches. According to WWE.com from SmackDown, we had the Viking Raiders, uh, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, 
Masse and Mansoir and, and Maxine Dupree, Zoe Stark, JD Madonna, uh, Apollo Cruz, Natalia, Sonia Deville, and Chelsea Green all went to Raw. And then Top Dollar, uh, Adonis, Hit Row, and Lacey Evans went to SmackDown. So those were the after oh, okay. shows. So, so they all went to Raw. Okay. They, see, this list I'm looking at looks funny. Okay. So as it was, they all went to Raw and yeah. then the Hit Row and Lacey. So. Raw won that draft after dra- how was that uh, determined? Were all those one pick? Man, I guess it has to do with the fact that that you got the three hour thing. But yeah, you know how they hours. used to do that thing where they had to do three picks versus two picks, which made sense, you yeah. know, logically when you're filling time and hours. So I guess that's the way they kind of gave some depth with the, uh, yeah. the the SmackDown lowdown draft. Yeah. Well, and like on well, and on Friday night, like. So each had four picks on Friday night, but SmackDown got way more people on Friday night because they uh, SmackDown got all the groups and tag teams on Friday when Raw didn't get any that night. They just got individuals. So it kind of balanced out, actually. It just Except Saturday, it was all individuals, so it looks more disparaging. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of – I don't like that, that they don't tell you. I, I, that's just me. I don't. I know they're trying to get people to go watch their other little show, but I just go to Twitter and see who they who ends up getting picked myself. But uh, I did find that strange that there was so many on one brand that logically supplemental draft or whatever they want to call it, that doesn't make any sense logically. Which I guess that makes sense. It doesn't make sense logically, so that's what they did. You know, and, and creatively, I think they had a really good opportunity at the bottom of the card. And and Brandon, you might be able to speak more to this of how it works in soccer and in international soccer. But that whole you know being relegated thing—if if you're at the very bottom of uh, of the show and then you have to kind of go down to the B League for for a year and you got to work your way back up to the A League—something like that could have created some really big drama. You know, and if you got to have this match and the losers going to NXT, the winner gets to stay on the main card that creates, you know, two people who don't have storylines. All of a sudden you're interested, you're invested, especially if it is some of those lower fringe, uh, a character. So again, missed opportunities from the draft. Yeah. Like, and I get Brock being a free agent. I like that. They, he, he should be a free agent. Go can ahead. They, can like they that. call it but, something else though? I don't like that. They call him a free agent, but then you've got these other guys that yeah, are free yeah, like, agents, but they're not really, they're just, no one picked them. Yeah, like they should go to those are the ones that sh- they should send down to NXT. If you don't get drafted, you go to NXT because, like, hey, we don't like Omos, but he's a free agent. But you send him an MVP to NXT for a little bit and do something with Carmelo and Trick, it may get us intrigued. Or you send Omos to do something with Braun Breaker, it you know who knows. But and then like, but and Dolph, I, I think he's done. I don't know. He's a free agent again. And then like Von Wagner. But you made him a free agent. What sense does that make? <laughs> that makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Oh man! But I like I like Brock being the the floater or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I, I, like just, I like it. I just don't like that they call him a free agent. They need but to. I don't call like him. that. We shouldn't have more than one. Right. But if he's like Brock special, like yeah, if the, he's the free agent, then there's no other free agents. Everyone's got to be assigned somewhere. That's what I say. If they don't, if you don't get drafted, then you go to NXT. But or you're just fired. Storyline where they get fired and then they come knocking on the the door every week trying to get in. Who was it that did that one time? They had some storyline. He was fired, but he kept coming. I can't think of who it was though. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. 
But anyway, just something something that they don't do all just something different. That's all I asked for. Something different. Um okay. So night two. Uh Kyle, you got anything you want to add to our conversation? You, I know you kinda of were wanting to say something a minute ago. Uh I was gonna say. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> we were talking about the free agents. Oh yeah, the free agents. So um I, I'm I'm with y'all. Brock shouldn't be in the same class as Omos. That's <laughs> that's stupid. Um I I mean I I like the soccer idea of if you don't get drafted, then you're regulated down to NXT. That makes sense. But again, like y'all have all said, it's WWE, so they won't do that. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it it doesn't it makes too much sense. Um, I don't know. I don't mind the free agents, but I I would rather them not be so many. Like Brock being a free agent makes sense. He's a part timer. He can show up on either show. Whatever. That's fine. I don't care. But Omos being a free agent for what? What? No, because no show wanted him, so now he can show up wherever. That just doesn't well, make and, sense to me. And does that does that not give him credibility? Like no show wanted him, that means he must be terrible, right? Right, right. So, That's like, what I'm saying. I mean, so, and then you had Vaughn Vaughn Wagner. Undra- okay, so so he's not drafted. So just leave him on NXT. Why do you? Exactly. And yeah. same thing with Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn got called up. He's as green as the grass is outside in the ring, and you call him up to be a free agent for what? There's no, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't, thought, I thought, I thought Zion Quinn actually got drafted. Did he? I thought he was a free agent. I don't know. Either I mean, way. Yeah, no, Zion Quinn, it, oh, he's a free agent. Okay, I was like, yeah. the list was weird. Cool. Drafted as a free agent. Oh, there's more free agents I didn't realize. Okay. Cool. Drafted as a free agent. Yeah, Matt, that just, that sentence doesn't <laughs> make sense. Drafted as a free agent. Uh, that makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so I don't, I don't like it. Pineapples. But, okay. but friend, friend to the professor, uh, Ward Fazold, uh, texts me and lets me know that I think we're he he thinks we're thinking of Heath Slater, who was the free agent oh, who kept yes. knocking on everything. Even went to other companies trying to get signed. Yeah. Yes, Heath Slater. Nice. Yep, that was that was the one. And that was a cool gimmick too. I really liked that. He like we get a live watcher commenter. I mean, I'll, 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 that's, I think that's a first on this show. Yeah. That's awesome. Outside well, of like Corey that one time. Yeah, well, Corey's on he's a different he's a different um viewer. You know, he's there yeah. just to give us a hard time. Yeah. Works is here to make sure I don't cuss and get FCC violations. He's kind of <laughs> protective of Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's go to night two. We got round one. Uh Seth Rollins to Raw, Charlotte Flair to SmackDown. Honestly, didn't have a problem with any of those picks. Who wouldn't want to take a title to their brand? And who wouldn't want Seth freaking Rollins and Charlotte Flair on their brand? So, honestly, I don't have any issues with those. The only issue, again, we already talked about it with the women's flipping the belts thing. I just don't like that. But, you know, we've already talked about that. Anybody got any thoughts other than, you know, it's pretty straightforward picks. I mean, I will say they didn't. The first rounds, I guess, they did take the top people. Like, for instance, like, you know, if they had taken, like, Roman Reigns in, like, the second round. Like, they took top people in the top rounds, which is actually makes sense, and that's good. You know, you don't want to – the people that are taken in the first couple rounds should be your better talent, you know. So, I think, you know, your belts, people that have belts and your better talent should go in in the higher rounds. And I think they did that here pretty easily. The only logical inconsistency I didn't like on on that is if you're going to make uh, 
the bloodline versus uh, KO and Sammy, your your night one main event, that should have probably been reflected in the draft. I think that they should have been the first round picks, and it could have really highlighted some of that uh, bloodline, you know, Usos kind of a thing. But you know, maybe they'll use it as you know ammo that you were drafted in the second round, kind of a thing, uh, and and part of that uh, lingering friction. But I, I didn't I didn't like that inconsistency. Or, or let them be the main event uh, on if if you want to elevate them, have that be your your Saturday night main event instead of the bloodline. And against us, Sammy and KO. Not that KO down there on the screen, but yeah, that's uh, that's nephew KO. Uncle KO is the one on, on Raw. Yeah, my boy Uncle Kevin. That's why I call him. We're when still, I we're still waiting. We're still waiting for him to get us some tickets from Uncle Kevin to some some uh, ringside tickets. I'm working on it. He'll be down for Thanksgiving, and we'll be able to talk at the at the table. Thanksgiving? That's a long time, man. It's closer than you think. Okay. And do Canadians even celebrate Thanksgiving? I, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm invited him and Sammy down to uh, celebrate an American Thanksgiving in Texas. So okay, right. we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he comes through. <laughs> no, we're good to go round two. Oh, good, yeah. All right. Round two. round two. And here's your KO and Sami Zayn pick, number one in the round two to Raw. Right behind them, the Usos to SmackDown. Included in that, uh, which was interesting that they drafted some factions together. But since she has the belt, I guess she has to be separate. I don't know. They knew that Raw Reigns. But anyway. Um, so they went to uh, Raw. And then the LWO with 18 people. No, just Rey Mysterio and the Santos Escobar and Toro and Wild and Vega. So that's five people in one group. Um, I'm glad. First, my first thoughts is thank you, thank you, thank you. Judgment Day and LWO are splitting. I'm I'm a little tired. I mean, the deadbeat dad thing is I'm. <laughs> it's it's only promo. I think. Uh, Dominic has at this point. He has to talk talk about his deadbeat dad every single time he he picks up a microphone. I'm I'm ready for them to split, and then maybe they can rehash that a little later. But give give that some separation. They're also splitting the edge off, like I mentioned earlier. I think that's good. Um, Judgment Day will maybe get some new people to feud with. It's maybe maybe they hopefully they'll put give them a new matchup. I'm I'm hoping. What are y'all's thoughts there? I agree with that. My my only thing in this round was so they put Sammy and Kevin on on Raw, so that makes me think are are they going to create a new tag team title for SmackDown? But if they do, like there's you kind of the, like there's not no other tag teams really. I mean, like Judgment Day, and they didn't bring many tag teams to Raw. They put outside of the champions, they put all the other tag teams on SmackDown. So I don't know is Sammy and Kevin going to go float back and forth, but they still got drafted. So they only go to Raw when they're not champions, or I mean, which they're probably gonna lose the title soon anyway because they can't go to Saudi. So we'll see. I, I don't know what's gonna. It, it was just I thought that was odd. Well, you got you got uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Oh, uh, uh, we'll get to that. And don't, don't even uh, <laughs> like that. Like, why, why are they a team? Like what? <laughs> 
One thing that's incredibly frustrating, and again, I'm just sitting here as the the dark cloud complaining about WWE creative and, and the little things that they used to do. Uh, you know, they they would always take really good care. I'm with, you. I'm with you. It's not just you. I'm a negative dark cloud about Vince McMahon every time we come We're, on here. So you're please, you're in good company. Please go ahead. You're in good company here. We we all are uh, WWE haters here. I want to be a WWE liker. I, I want to be positive about this. But if you remember on the thing they were selling on the very first pick with Roman and could the Usos be drafted was you can't draft five people at one time because that just wouldn't be fair. And then what do we do here with the LWO? We draft five people here at one time. It's those little bitty things that, you know, you, you just watch and it's not even hard to pick up on. It's just like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you can't draft five people unless you're the LWO, then you can draft five actual competitors. Whereas the other one was four and, and Paul Heyman. So they were spinning that story as why they couldn't draft them all together and then that just completely gets blown out of the water with this lwo pick yeah it it doesn't i mean i don't know they used to i mean i didn't i've never known them to draft factions together can y'all remember if they've in the past i know they've done tag teams but have they drafted a faction as one in the past I think they maybe done one, but not fifteen of them. They they drafted a lot more. And again, in fairness, I personally like the factions because it helps them in storylines because they don't know how to write regular storylines anyway. So at least they have something to to make things you know make sense a little bit. Not that they make sense a lot of the time, but at least you have something like you can mix up. They've done a good job of kind of keeping this Judgment Day LWO without getting it too boring because they kind of mix and match the matches a little bit here and there. It's time to end it, but it has that has worked. When they injected um, Del, Delgado Del Vantasma in with the LWO and they made the LWO, they kind of give, gave this storyline a little bit more, um, I guess, energy because it was kind of getting stale. So that's helped it a little bit, and I like that. Um, but drafting five people... That's a lot, because to me, if you if you're saying that you can draft a whole group, then from the very beginning of the first pick, you're gonna don't you want to take a lot of don't you want to get a lot of good talent in one roster? If I can get five guys, if so, if I'm a drafting for the Dallas Cowboys, and I can take five players, or I can take one, am I taking only one, or am I taking five? Apparently, also Philadelphia Eagles philosophy. Let's get the uh, Georgia Bulldogs in there and just start drafting all of them. But, but Brett, you're being way too kind because ultimately this is their biggest problem with laziness is, is using these factions because all they do is just rotate. You know, if they got three against three, they're just rotating those three in, in different matches and not actually building them up and letting them be strong when they when they face each other. It's just yeah. you know we're gonna have we're gonna have a month of dances and, and the blow off match and and you're gonna with your next partners so well if they don't have the factions though matt if they don't have the factions then the then the groupings don't make any sense it's like hey let's throw five random guys together and let them fight these guys i don't know why they why they like each other or why they're together but okay let's just throw them out so at least they have some semblance of okay we're at least a group so um, that's that's the main reason because like i said wwe has so many problems with making things actually work at least if they're together as a group, then we know why they're together. That's that's my main thing. Not that that, that is lazy. I agree with you 100%. But they don't know how to write it any other way. So that's the only way they can do it. They can't 
I mean, you, you come out, you watch this other program on Wednesday night, and they seem to figure out how to make like they've got the pillars thing going. They're going, they're they're throwing back to like right when AEW started, like bringing all this together, and it actually makes sense. WD they couldn't do that. There's no way they can put things together and and make things make sense. So that's the kind of like their handicap, I guess. That and titles, you know, it's like if we can just make more titles, we can make a storyline out of that. It's complete lazy booking. It's crap WWE, and you get million-dollar writers and creative team coming up with this, yet off the ropes we could do this ourselves, you know, and, and probably create a better episodes more often. It's just We, sh- we should just have an episode of, of well, how would we book it. Fantasy booking. I mean, you, you can make LWO – be big and the judgment day be big at the same time without just having to have these individual matches. You can build two people and then build them up and, and have promos and whatnot to where, you know, then you have a blow off all of a sudden on a, on a backlash or a Monday night raw after backlash where you have these finally getting to wrestle each other. Instead, we're just getting tag teams and an odd six man pairings just to keep these factions fighting each other. And clearly, you know, one is, is getting the edge over the other. It's just, Lazy booking, Kyle. That's what I'm saying, man. Lazy booking. Listen, I I was excited for an LWO Judgment Day feud until these past three weeks. We've gotten different variations of the matches, and now I'm like, okay, I don't I don't care anymore. I don't care about it. And that's that's the point you were talking about. They like to blow through these feuds so quickly with these factions when they could drag these out. Give me a one on one with Santos and Finn. Give me a one on one with Ray and Dominic, or or you know something. They like the six-man tag too much. And that blow that ruins the whole feud because now you've given me a pay-per-view match before a pay-per-view. So now what a, I don't it doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't like it. They need to do that better with their factions. I heard you talking about AEW a little bit. They got AEW's coming around with them factions now and, and starting to use those a little better. So uh, but they have the same issue where they blow through matches too. So um it's it's a creative thing that just I mean it takes a little bit of effort, but if you could be a little more creative and not just blow through all the matches at once, you can drag out a storyline for you know three four months until a big pay per view and have a big blow off. But instead, they blow through it in a month and then have it at the pay per view, and we've already seen twelve different variations of the match. Now when the match happens, we're like, okay, cool, great match. And one thing AEW has done that you you see a little bit with the bloodline because necessarily Roman isn't on every single week. It's okay to not have a story every single week. You know, it's okay to have a have a wrestler take a week or two off and 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 slow build that way if you have to. If you don't have the creative to write the storylines over, you know, an arc of a month or, or two months. So well, the problem is they don't have any other storyline that really interests me right now except for the bloodline storyline, honestly. I tune in just to see if they're going to – when's Jay and, and Jimmy going to realize they're getting used and about to get kicked out yeah. at this point. I mean, that that's the problem is you take – you can take Roman off the show a few weeks, but you can't take the bloodline completely off. Otherwise, there's nothing else to t- that's that gets you hooked in. At least that's my opinion right now. There's not really any other storyline right now that I'm like – hooked into on WWE except for that. Other than that, I could just flip through and skip through, see who wins the matches, and just move on. 
and and that's the beauty of good writing. If if, if they can make the creative work, and that's that was the beauty of the Attitude Era because so many storylines were important, and and you cared about the undercard as much as you cared about the the main events. And we just don't have that anymore. You don't have the Edge, Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudleys, you know, kind of four or five matches below the main event who are just tearing it up, and you care about it because they have storylines and 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 elements to it that are are captivating. Now we have this. You, and it's a beautiful story. It is probably one of the, it's probably since Undertaker Kane, one of the best stories the WWE has created in a long time. And they're squandering it without having the support of other, of other compelling storylines. And that's just effort. That's just having creative people sit down and say, okay. And, and, and I see a little bit of trying like this whole uh, Chad Gable and, and uh, Otis. And I mean, they're, they're trying to create. Otis. Otis. <laughs> There's Kyle. Otis. And, and even though they're trying not to make it happen, are you not interested in L.A. Knight? I mean, I know we're going to talk about him in a little oh, bit. That's, that's he's Kyle's boy. Some, he's getting some elements of excitement behind him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, they could really do something with him. He, he I, I liked him in Impact um, as Eli Drake. I, I really, he, you know, he's got the charisma. Those kind of people can, do, can just basically sell their own storylines if they just give them the opportunity to do so. But, and then you could throw Cameron Grimes and LA Knight to say they, they tore it up in NXT, you know, and you can have all kinds of throwbacks to that. So there, there's potential, but you got to write the stories and you got to make it make sense. All right. So we got uh, the next round is round three. We've got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez to Raw. Question They're the women's tag championships, they are the third round. That's interesting. So you don't want the tag, the women's tag belts on your program, evidently. They're not. They mean that. Uh, evidently, they don't, Kyle. You're right. They really, they don't. Um, Oscar to SmackDown, New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods to Raw. No interest of Big E. I don't know if I don't know if anybody hurt anything. He has a really bad injury. He's been out over a year, I think, at this point. Um, do we think he's gonna ever wrestle again? We hope so. Obviously, I mean that, that really is, is is rough, but I mean at least throw his picture up there, you know, and say when he comes back, he's going to be with the new day or or something. He's but again, a free agent, Matt. Matt. He's a free agent. A free agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, of course the brawling brutes, uh, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. I hate that, by the way. Uh, to SmackDown. Why can't they change the guy's name to Pete Dunn? Come on, Butch. That's like an insult. It's like your dog. Come here, Butch. Yeah, I, I, uh, that one's not as bad as Butch to me. Butch is like, they changed the guy's name. He was Pete Dunn, and that guy meant something at NXT. He can go, and he's like a lackey and call him Butch. That's, that's a guy right there that needs a push. He needs to turn on Sheamus. With Paperboy, when he had his little hat on, <laughs> yes, that was in like the suspenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he looked like he was a paperboy back in like hmm. the 1800s or something in England. I don't know, that's what it looked like to me. I can remember when NXT UK first came out, him and Tyler Bate went back and forth with some incredible matches. Like, right. he can go and, and another, another one I missed, and I don't know if anybody's heard, but uh, where's um. Oh gosh, I just went blank. 
Johnny uh, Tommaso Ciampa is who I'm thinking of. He's been out a long time. Talking about someone that can tear it down. Him and Gargano had some. I thought they were going to kill each other matches um, over the years, and I'd love to see another feud with those guys for even it could be for a title at this point because they they should both be getting pushes. That's where they they NXT for a while they built all these guys up, and it's like please don't call my guy up to the main roster, please, and they call him up and ruin him. It's like, uh, but that's another one that I'm wondering about because he's been out injured as well. But but ultimately, and, and Kyle's kind of talked about this. Uh, you know, with with Vince McMahon, you have the you have the big guy syndrome that you if you're not a big guy, you're you're not a valued member. And and obviously, when you when it works, when you have a Sheamus and Drew and and Gunther kind of a triple threat match, they can they can do it well. And you got Roman, obviously, but they are very hesitant to push the smaller guys. And ultimately, that that's a big problem of theirs that they're gonna have to work past. Austin Theory. I mean, he's. I mean, but, uh, he, but I mean, he's 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 pretty jacked up these days. I mean, if you look at him, he he yeah, looks like a not, superstar. But he's not, you know, your prototypical big guy either. And he's gotten a pretty good push. That's Vince. Well, you Vince say that, but he he had the money in the bank, and they made him use it for the U.S. title. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and as as Cena said, they're pushing him down our throat, and we're not buying. So you Gargano know, that, right that's now. great that you're. But Gargano, or Gargano's being wasted. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. He's been playing around with the, with the Miz and, and uh, Dexter Loomis, which I like Loomis, um, a lot. He's got some cool, you know that that with his story with the Miz was another one of the better ones that of recent time, uh, uh, in my opinion. Um, that was a cool uh, storyline. And then they just ended it, you know, and, and yeah. that's just part of, you know, part of the, the poor creative that needs to really be in place to uh, facilitate excellence is that if you're going to write these stories, extend them, make them relevant, make us care about them. Because, you know, Dexter Loomis is one of their most captivating characters and we don't really know much about him. And then he just disappears for a while. And then, you know, the only the only kind of flashbacks we get is, you know, him him lifting Indy up at NXT. And, you know, you get that kind of throwback probably one of the most underutilized, more interesting characters that you have. But again, just what is happening with them? I wonder if, if we got them all in a room, how many of those would regret being called up from NXT? I mean, they might like the payday, but the, the character development's just not there. Yeah, I don't understand why. If it's what is it saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's like the opposite of WWE. They move it up to the main roster. They got to either change their name, take their last name away, um, just completely change their character. Like, why not? It's like they don't want to think, they don't want to uh, admit that NXT exists sometimes. They don't even want to re- refer back to it. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then, th- you know, even give a shout out to our friend of the, uh, of, of DFW football, Keith Lee. I mean, they had him in a program with Roman for like a week and it made sense, you know, and, and then done. Yeah. Then we're going to call him the Bearcat. <laughs> <laughs> now he's an AEW wrestler. Yeah, and he's kind of been uh, scarce over there. I, I, I'm hoping they'll they'll kind of go back to the uh, a feud with him and uh, excuse me. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, the tag team partner. Swerve. Swerve. Yeah, like they kind of just 
broke up and it just never nothing like nothing ever happened. I'm hoping that they'll go back to that at some point. We lost Brandon. We don't know not sure what happened. Rest in peace, Brandon. We're thinking of you right now, wherever you might be. Yeah, we lost him there. Uh, I don't know if he was – maybe it was this next round. He didn't want to hear who got drafted. I don't know. Uh, We're in round four. Uh, We got – this is interesting. Trish Stratus is getting drafted. (laughs) Kyle, go ahead, Kyle. Why? (laughs) I don't know. Because she's relevant all of a sudden because she took out – and. she took out uh, poor Rita, or Lita. I'm sorry, Rita. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking old. Uh, she had her. She, she had her. Turtles. She Marvel. had her heel turn with the most vicious forearm this side of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have taken it would have taken Brock Lesnar out, you know. So Trish is Trish deserves everything. Thank you, Trish. That's what she said when she Thank came. You. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. <laughs> uh, the second pick, uh, round four, Karrion Cross. With Scarlet to SmackDown, um, even though it didn't say anything about Scarlet when the pick was made, she was in the graphic, but it does show it here now. I guess they add that in. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey to Raw, which they've been injured. Like you, you pick some injured women wrestlers over someone that's healthy. Don't they still have a, a chance at the belt too, since they won at WrestleMania? Yeah, they'll, they'll probably cash it in in six months. Oh, yeah. You know. Right. Just, we have completely different tag team champions. Yeah, exactly. So there's no uh, build or anything there at all. Um, then you got Kyle's boy, L.A. Knight, drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me hear from you, Kyle. I know. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that I, I like that pick. Um the Trish pick is interesting to me. I don't know, like what. what interesting is the wrong I, I, word. Was, why? That was a great question from from Kyle. Like I don't understand. Makes no sense. There's no logic behind it because she's feuding with Becky Lynch. Okay, so that gets us through maybe one or two pay per views, and then she goes away. So what was the point in drafting her when you could have drafted Braun Breaker, somebody else from NXT to that brand, or one of the free agents that you got. Shouldn't she be a free agent since she's kind of like Brock Lesnar? She's part-time? Yeah. Part-time it should be free agent other than Roman Reigns because he's a champion. Yeah. I just, yeah. And I could see Roman I could see Roman Reigns in the future having the Brock Lesnar type deal where he's just a free agent. It would make sense uh, if he goes that route on his schedule. So, um, what are your thoughts on that one, Matt? You know, I, I agree with everything you said. The Trish thing is very curious. Again, it allows an opportunity to upgrade somebody that you choose not to upgrade. At the end of the day, uh, L.A. Knight is, is a nice pick, and it's kind of a nod that he's grown up. Uh, you know, Karrion Cross is being underutilized. Honda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are two legit badasses, and, and when they get their stories together and they get healthy, I mean, that is a legitimate team with some built-in storylines, uh, you know, that can compete with anybody on the on either side of the roster. So uh, that that's something I'm keeping an eye on because they've got that legit status to them, and they're they're pretty, you know, Shayna Baszler can go. I mean, you watched her in NXT, and and she had some five-star matches over there, uh, and you know, it's almost like you had to make make it make sense 
moments when she lost because she was so dominant over there. And I think with that kind of push, she could really run the raw, uh, you know, be, get, at least give competition uh, to uh, potentially uh, Rhea Ripley at some point. Well, not, I think they could possibly do something like a dominant. They could take the tag belts and make a dominant run with them. Oh, almost, yeah. They could almost do a bloodline-esque, like, you know, keep the belts for a really long time, put some real, um, I guess, meaning to the belts. Like, right now, do you care that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez that are champs? Right. Absolutely really? not. So they could take those belts and elevate them so that when they do relinquish them, it could cause a split. They could have a feud. There's a lot of things you could do with that. Um, and that would be a good match between the two of them, maybe at a mania or something. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and, and that's something long-term booking, you know, you know, you could have yeah. almost a two year run with them and then they finally, or, you know, maybe a year and a half and then give them that six months to, to, to feud at WrestleMania. And, and it, it's something you want to see. And it might even have that, that pit match or whatever that they sometimes have. And uh, with, with Riddle and you know, a couple of other times with that, I think, uh, I think they made uh freaking Rollins in, in the pit at one point as well uh, made him take a loss in the pit. So if you think about it, it, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, we got to see the development at some point. Yeah. Cal, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I do not. All right. Yeah. Moving on. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Round five. And this is, uh, Kyle's got some thoughts on this, this first pick around five. I'm pretty sure here. Uh, round five, Braun Strowman and Ricochet drafted together as a tag team and first pick around five. Kyle definitely have thoughts. He can tell by his face. I mean, I like Ricochet, and Braun is an enormous human being, but, again, not a real tag team. So what are we doing here? Why not put them up, have them go their separate is it, ways? Are they punishing so, Braun for making the comment he doesn't like guys that, that fly and jump through the air? It's Seems like it, but it worked out. I mean, they're a good tag team. They're entertaining. Um, and what Ricochet can do when Rick, when when Ricochet does that swanton off of Braun's shoulders, that's pretty cool. Um, but I mean, I'm just I, I maybe don't I don't, they get I, the belt, make my, a run, possibly maybe they and then they they turn Braun just demolishes Ricochet and he turns them, and then they make a feud out of it, possibly. I think they need to make Ricochet go heel. Ricochet, I don't think, has ever been a heel. I mean, so I, I think Ricochet being a heel would be interesting. Is it believable, though? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, well, I mean, I'll cheer Ricochet, but I, I, same thing we talked about with Bianca that one time, turning her heel just because she hasn't been heel. It's something yeah. different. It's to get her character in a different spot. So yeah. I wouldn't see Ricochet as a, as a heel just to see what it does. Yeah, and you haven't heard him talk very much. It'll be interesting to see. He doesn't come out and talk a whole lot. And ultimately, Braun is one of those characters, and, and, and maybe you'll disagree with this, but, I mean, if you're going to pick five people who could legitimately beat Roman Reigns on, on either roster right now, he's probably one of the five. I mean, you could talk about Brock having another chance, Gunther, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, maybe maybe main event Jey Uso. But, I mean, there's Seth not Rollins. a lot of people, you know, and, and Seth Rollins, there's not a lot of people you could just believe would beat uh, Roman Reigns. And Braun is one of them. I mean, they've had some killer matches in the past, and Braun's gone over them in the past, you know. So, uh, ultimately, there's, there's a – 
character there that again even in the world of the bigs that you know vince likes they're just not using him well and i appreciate they're trying to give him something and i guess something beats nothing but tag teams ah. well the next pick in the uh fifth round you got uh shotzi to smack down bronson reed to raw and then pretty deadly from nxt to smackdown Not a fan. I like Shotsu, but she gives she brings nothing to the division. Um, I really like the pick of Bronson Reed. Huge Bronson Reed fan. Um, but pretty deadly. I'm not a fan of their gimmick. Um, they can go in the ring. They're decent in the ring, but I don't I don't care for their gimmick. So I really this round five was kind yeah. of a, a miss. Yeah. Other than yeah. yeah, he liked Bronson Reed. That's that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can go with that. I mean, Braun Strowman, Ricochet. That. I mean, if they're a team, okay, they're they're a good pick there. Chauncey, I think she just they haven't gotten the right. I don't know. They keep bouncing her back and forth between tag partners, um, but they haven't really tried to put her over at all. I mean, she she's been just kind of fluttering in the midst of everything on on the main roster. Bronson Reed's gotten a good push, and he's had had that uh, kind of the feud back and forth with him, Lashley, and theory which has been which has been pretty cool um and i'm with kyle pretty deadly that i could do without those girly looking outfits that's just i'm not a fan um i know it's their gimmick or whatever but they actually i didn't recognize them they they announced them and they stood up in nxt they were all celebrating i was like oh they're actually not they're actually not really dumb looking when they're when they're when they're just wearing their little you know nxt garb but i just I can't get past this, the gimmick. I don't like it, but you know, to to yeah. each their own, I guess. And they make it a little bit of a tweak for the main roster because obviously I don't know how well that will fly in in the uh, land of prime time. But you know, we've really seen, uh, you know, other than uh, other than uh, Gunther, uh, you haven't seen anybody come up from NXT lately who has made. I mean, it used to be you had the Shield, and then you had KO and Sammy, and you had just hit after hit after hit of people coming up and actually making a difference. I think it's really been a while since you've had the NXT come up and really make a difference. You, know, you got the Gargano, Ciampa, and, and, and that class of. Well, you know wrestling. why that's the case, though, Matt. Why, why is that? AEW. Well. Before that, they were trying to sign NXT was when in the, when Triple H was in charge. They were trying to sign those hot indie guys, and they had a lot of those guys that they signed, and that's why as soon as AEW came around, a lot of those guys they stopped. They changed the way they signed. They were signing younger talent and trying to build them up, which is fine as long as you can build a character, which they've had trouble doing here lately. But I think AEW took a lot of those guys like that they were trying to sign. A lot of the like you know, of course, Adam Cole was a huge one that left NXT, went over there. Those type of guys went over to AEW. That's why you're not seeing as many coming up from NXT. Surely Brandon loves him some pretty deadly. (laughs) Okay, so real quick. (laughs) So my computer decided to restart on its own. Okay. And I guess it was doing an update. It took forever to come back. But I did did turn on the the, on my phone. I was listening to y'all. I missed what y'all said about round four. I have some thoughts there. I'll get back to you. But so I have been listening ever since I've been listening since Trish. Yeah. To now. Go ahead. And give us your so, thoughts. So pretty deadly. I they're pretty cool. They're cool next to I I like Elton Prince. I don't like the other dude, 
But like, I think Elton Prince could be with a different gimmick. Could be a star one day. I think like, but but they're gonna keep them together. But him as an individual, like he like, because I heard Kyle say, you know, they're really good in the ring. Well, Elton Prince is like. I mean, he's probably one of the best in the ring I've seen in a long time. Like, that kid, dude, he's okay. And he's got more of the, maybe the person. I think Elton Prince carries that team. And I think uh, if they ever, but I don't know, I don't see them splitting them up anytime soon just because they're kind of tied together. But uh, the Oscar, I thought was, I, I didn't hear what y'all said about her. I thought thought maybe she was the biggest loser of the draft. You can put her on SmackDown. You will never see her. On SmackDown, we will never see her. Because Bianca's a champ, and then Charlotte's going to be, like, in two hours, like, we may see Oscar once a month. And then uh, the Trish thing that, that I just can't believe she got drafted. It's like, <laughs> she's going to be there to the SummerSlam, and that's about it. And then I, uh, I can't remember who else we talked. Uh, I heard some Bronson Reed talk. Oh, and yeah. then you know, t- talked about Ricochet and Braun. Uh, still we talked about how good together. Uh, we had L.A. Knight. We liked that pick. Oh yeah, no, I loved I, I loved LA Knight. I, I think I had him as my one of my big winners, so I'm, I'm excited to see him up. And uh, but the the Braun, I don't know why they did them together. I don't know why they're a team, but Braun's used to team with 12 year olds, uh, so it works out. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, That's let's funny. go. <laughs> I'm back. All right. Uh, anybody else got any any thought? Kyle, you got anything on that? Are you good? All right, we're gonna go to round six then. Um, we got uh, selected first in round six. We got Alpha Academy, which I thought that was one of the ones I thought could split. They've been teasing Otis, Maximum Male Models. I thought, well, maybe this time they split them. Well, of course they didn't. They kept them together. And I believe they're all in the same brand, um, too. So that'll be interesting to see if he will, on his own, split away from Chad Gable. Um, got Rick Boogs. They did split up. Well, did we do where Elias went? Did they split them He's up? He's a free agent. Okay. That was another one I thought they were going to split, you know, and they didn't announce Elias, which, again, defeats the purpose of are you going to split somebody? Why are you just going to, oh, they're a free agent. So now is Rick Boods going to try to go to the, the well, I'd say they're the uh, GM, but there's not one. Is he going to go to management and say, hey, I got to have my guy Elias. Uh, you got to sign him. And they have, I mean, they have something going there. I don't, I don't know, because it kind of, again, it defeats the purpose of of signing one, not the other. I don't, I don't understand that. Then you had uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter drafted a Raw, which we talked about them. They have the NXT Championship match Is that tonight. Yeah, I think it was tonight. So they'll either have the belts or the other team. Uh, and you had Cameron Grimes to SmackDown. I like that one. I like Cameron Grimes' gimmick. I think he just needs to give some airtime in the right uh, feud, and he could do something with it. I, I kind of thought – I mentioned JBL earlier. Y'all might not agree with me, but I think somebody like that to give him some credibility. They've got the money thing kind of in common. You know, he could do something there. It didn't work out for Baron Corbin, but it's Baron Corbin. Maybe it would work out for, for Grimes if you're going to have JBL around. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that round? I can already tell you who Cameron Grimes' first feud is going to be against. Okay. It's going to be The Miz. I mean, right? Everybody goes against The Miz. Yeah, it's going like to be The Miz. He's like that first match, and you get, he get, takes the crush. Yeah. Well, and he had a good thing. Like, him and L.A. Knight's thing they did in NXT was really, really good. And The Miz and L.A. Knight are, you know, you know, L.A. Knight's a more improved Miz now. Yeah. 
So like I, I don't know. I think I mean I just felt like, but they did they did tease a little Miz and Shinsuke last night. So we'll see. Yeah. Kyle, what'd you have? Um, I don't remember what I said. I it was Cameron Grimes. We we're talking about his first feud. I was saying that the Miz is like level one oh. of the game. Like you start the game, you have to get past the Miz in order to I like in order to get to the moon. To the moon. Right. You can my grid. <laughs> no, I like that. That's, that's a good. That's a good uh, uh, way to put it there. Um, Matt. It's like the back of the old days when you had vignettes and you could do character development. They did that in NXT. You know, you really got to see Cameron Grimes grow, especially as he got the 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 crypto millionaire guy uh, character rolling in. You got to see those cute little uh, clips of him, and you know, just get him on there. Find a way to let him talk. And I, I guess you know, if you put him with the Miz, that's a built-in Miz TV every week to to chat and 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 fight and whatnot. Uh, just a couple of spoilers. Uh, Indy gave up her title on NXT tonight. I was doing a little read, so they're going to have a tournament for that. And uh, Isla Dawn and whoever, the Fire Girl, they they won. Uh, so they're taking the titles to, to Raw, which is which is weird that or SmackDown because it's weird that you bury them before you bring them up. So like, why have that match? Uh, it's just one of those kind of. Things that leave you scratching your head. Uh, but I think Cameron Grimes is a chance to be big. But I was really liking the Rick Boogs and uh, put him back with, with Nakamura. You know, I was enjoying oh, yeah. that. Why Why not at least give that another run? Who knows? Yeah. Well, and, and so you did she just come out and walk out with it and, and just like forfeit the title? Is that basically what happened yeah. there? Why? What? She can't wrestle. I know, it was so cool seeing her get it, and then uh, uh, give her the title in the first place. <laughs> Why give it to her in the first place? It makes no let's sense. Let's put her over, and then up oh, she just hands it back. I haven't watched it, but I mean, there was there was a picture on Twitter of Dexter Loomis carrying her off. So maybe okay. they're, maybe they're building something there. Uh, don't 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 get too ahead of yourself, Matt. Let's not let's not assume anything. You know what happens? To people that assume. Well, you know, especially with the WWE. Mm. We just, we just get mad. So I've got a list. I guess this one gives me a list of all the supplemental picks, and I'll go Wait, down and – Hold on. Before we get to that, does Cameron Grimes count as Mr. Irrelevant, or will that be one of the supplemental picks? Well, you got a lot of Mr. Irrelevance because you don't know but who was picked last. He was, the, he was technically the last pick. He was but... technically the last pick. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, I'll just go down through here, and then, um, and then y'all can pick some ones that y'all – find interesting um that we have here uh looks like for uh supplemental draft picks um we got dana brooke to raw nikki cross to raw johnny gargano to raw angel garza and umberto carrillo they still work for wwe hmm, interesting why aren't they in the lwo i just throw or, or why aren't they in the maximum yeah. models what's they that could be in either one go ahead what cal play you can't just go and put all Mexicans <laughs> well, in the LWO. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, li- listen, Kyle. Here's my point. Was there any any reasoning behind putting the whole the group they have together now? Besides, Legado del Fantasma is already a group. Yes. They just joined yeah, Rey exactly. Mysterio. He's and they they. 
But Santos is trying to gain the respect or gain the respect of Ray, and so he's taken up for Ray, and he just brought his team with no. him, Legato. So that makes sense. But just throwing Angel and Humberto in there because they're it's Hispanic, you can't do that right now. That's a Vince McMahon move. Greg. No. We don't hey, do that. Hey, there's nothing else for them to do. At least they'd be on TV. That you know, you know, the only reason Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are together, they're both from Scotland. Hey. <laughs> Well, at least it's something. Like, you've got Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. When's the last time they've been on TV? Been a while. I don't watch main events, so who knows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they that, still do that? At least, at least it would be something. Lackeys for somebody. I don't It just, you know. Anyway, Akira Tozawa, Raw. Piper Niven, Raw. Zaya Lee, Raw. Tegan Knox, Raw. Emma, Raw. Madcap Moss, Raw. Well, they were drafted together. Who's that? Uh, Moss and Emma. Well, it didn't say that listed here. Oh, it does here, but they were. I saw a graphic. Oh, they it? were okay. drafted together, which is, I mean. I, and like, then I didn't know this was the name of their group. Indus Sheer. It's yeah, Mahal, Veer, and, and Sangha yeah. are drafted to SmackDown. Uh, Odyssey Jones, SmackDown. Tamina, SmackDown. Grayson Waller. I like that pick to SmackDown. I think he could be entertaining. Yeah, I think Indusher went to Raw and Odyssey Jones went to Raw. So Odyssey Jones, he hasn't been on TV in like forever. He doesn't do anything. Why is he already getting called up? Who's but, that? Uh, Odyssey Jones. Oh, like, yeah. Like, but, but Grayson Waller, when I love, like, I mean, get Grayson Waller on SmackDown, like, give, give, like, I'm a big Grayson Waller fan. I think he can be, I mean, I think he's a superstar. And I think you can do so many things with him. I would actually probably like to see him a Raw because I'd like to see him something with him and Seth. And there's just more people on Raw I would like to see him with. But he he's a star and put him on my TV. You know he's great. And there was not much they could do in NXT with him anymore because he he already had his title shots. He kept losing them, and he just he'd run his course there. But there's a lot you can do with him. You know, I, I did the math uh, because you, you're listing off all these supplemental and I, and I keep hearing this person, this person, Piper Niven and whatnot. I counted 22 women drafted to Raw from just the, oh the, the list. Uh, when are, you know, you might, are, are we going to start seeing 16-man tag matches <laughs> to get them on? I mean, what? <laughs> well, we know they're not going to, we know they don't. If you can't get them on the TV. Well, you know they're not going to have that many matches because, you know, of a three-hour raw, usually is like thirty minutes of matches. The rest of it is promos, entrances, and stuff like that. I think it was like a week or two ago. I saw where somebody posted that was like, out of the entire three hours, it was literally like less than thirty minutes of actual matches, and that was like four or five matches. So, yeah, how are they going to get them on? They're going to have to have a big. Maybe they have a revolt in the locker room, and all these women that don't get on, they create some big. Uh, group and they just come attack all the other women and just beat them down and we have some big you know uh, war games type match you know I don't know something <laughs> thinking outside the box Brett which is I don't know. antithetical to WWE maybe they come in and be like they're like Nexus and they just you know form they, they circle the ring and they just start beating people up tearing the whole thing Whole, whole ring apart, uh, you know, everything. I don't know. Something. That's the only way they're going to get that many women on because they already don't get very much airtime anyway. You have that many on one show. 
unless you're going to have some other belts. Maybe that's why they're bringing two on the main roster. I don't know. The women's yeah. 24-7 title. Oh my gosh. Our <laughs> truth is coming back. Oh man. He's a free agent like Brock, you know. Oh. And you know, you know, uh Kyle's got the 24-7 title now. That's 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 where it is. Is yeah. that guy behind him gonna roll him up for the <laughs> title? You got the 24-7 title. That's where it's been all this time. If I have it, it's burning in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what honestly though. You, you you laugh at that, but some of the storylines they had for the, for a while, the twenty four seven title actually entertained me. Like with our truth, he did some of the, and then the, what was the guy, the one that did he danced and jumped and flipped. Tozawa? No, not Tozawa. He was in there too. But... Oh, oh, the guy that's in NXT now. Reggie. He was, uh, Reggie. He's stripped from Reggie, NXT yeah. now. Yeah, the the wine guy. But now I can't think. Of him. Reggie. He, Reggie. Reggie. Yes. He did some of the craziest stuff with that thing. Like he would, oh, I was, it was actually very entertaining for, it got old after a while, I'll admit. But there for a while, I mean, they, they made some funny segments out of that. Yeah. Reggie's the new uh, Ali, like in NXT. He does like these cryptic messages and, but he still flips like crazy. So, okay. So I don't watch NXT a whole lot. That's probably why I don't know he's there. But, uh, but yeah, it was that, that belt was actually, and it and it involved a lot of people. So you had all these people running around. It was kind of silly. It involved everybody least, that we never see anymore. But at least you got it. They got on TV. I mean, there was something there. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen Tamina since, or Dana Brooke, or any of them. Yeah, I don't know. They've been starting to plug Tazawa in some weird stuff, but yeah, backstage. But we hadn't, he hadn't had a match in three years. So, all right, y'all ready to talk some uh, some Let's backlash? Start. WrestleMania backlash. Well, they they still have that. I thought they they changed it back to uh, just backlash now. Yeah, yeah, it's just the backlash now. It's the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's just go here. Oh, uh, first match. Let's go. I just have the match card, and it's got Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes on it listed first. So we'll start there. Oh. No, so no, because you you always got to start with that means it's gonna be that means that's gonna be the last match. That so you'll be you start, start from the bottom, okay? Start at the bottom, okay. Bottom and, will start Austin Theory, Bronson uh, okay. Reed, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, yours is different than mine because the bottom of mine is Seth and Omos. Well, then you got oh well that Kyle's ready to talk about Omos. We'll start with that one. Okay, Kyle, let's hear let's hear you storyboard that match. I've been I've been promised this all night. Yep. Kyle, we're ready for you. It's Seth versus Omos. What? Seth versus Omos. We want to hear your thoughts first. Okay. <laughs> his thoughts were. We have, we have technical difficulties. I apologize. His thoughts were. He, he doesn't care. I'm taking Seth Freaker Rollins. Couldn't care less about this match. It's a bathroom break. It'll, it won't go more than five minutes. What if it's the first match? Bathroom break or early then. <laughs> okay. It won't go more than five minutes. Won't go more than five minutes. We hope not. In the- I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. Actually, I, I think they will draw. They will drag that out for at least eight. <laughs> Seth's entrance takes five. So yeah, that's true. Well, you, are you counting the intros in your five minutes? But I think that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're just gonna let him beat up Seth for a little while, and maybe Seth will have one round of 
offense. He'll shut him down, and then he'll have the second run of offense, which will maybe be the stomp off the top rope or something. Because you gotta you gotta make a make Omos's losses look historic and and bigger than life. Uh, so I'm predicting the finisher as a stomp off the top rope. Ooh, like that. Yeah, uh, there's no way that Omos is going over Seth here. It, it's got to be Seth Rollins um, for me. I just don't see any other way. Um, I feel like Seth is one of those possible for the new big gold world title, one of the possible players in that. I think they're going to use this to make him look strong. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Seth. Agreed. Brandon? Yeah. Oh yeah, Seth. Seth freaking Rollins. You said Omos, Brandon. Don't you? <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. Let's go. We'll have to get uh, we'll have to get Jeremy to send us his picks so he he comes back on the uh, review show. He'll we can we can tally those up. Because well, uh, I would have believed Omos could have beat Brock, you know. So once you throw that out the window, yeah, back to jobber status. True. All right, uh, Brandon, what you got next on yours there? Uh, well, no, we can go. You can go any order because I, I, I don't know if the next match on mine. Like, I, I don't know what the main event is. Is the main event Cody and Brock, or is the main event yeah, Bloodline and? To me, to me, the main event is the the Bloodline versus KO, and that's the one I'm looking forward to against Matt Riddle. But and then the poster is Damien and Bad Bunny. So like, that's because Bad Bunny's the host, probably. Yeah, but the I. I I, that might be the match I'm looking forward to the most. The Bad Bunny Damian Priest match. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, well we'll talk about that one then. Um, right. Let's let's talk about it. So Kyle, we're going to talk about Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. What do you got? Um, you have to give your analysis, analysis in Spanish, by the way. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Uh, that's all I got. Um, I'm taking. My gut tells me to take Damien, but I feel like they may give Bad Bunny the win since it's in Puerto Rico. Um, but they're both from Puerto Rico, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but Bad Bunny's the host, and he's not a full-time person. It's a street fight. There's Okay, it's a street fight. Judgment Day is going to help Damien. I'm taking Priest. I'm taking Priest. Okay, so Kyle's going to go with Damien Priest. This one's a toss-up to me, actually. I'm, I'm kind of with Kyle. I think it could go either way. They're both from Puerto Rico. If it was one that was from Puerto Rico and the other one wasn't, yeah, I could see that. But he's right. The street fight could be the determining factor. If it was a regular match, you know, and then you got the judgment day factor. Now, you got Z- Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley, so Rhea's going to be preoccupied. But the other guys, aren't. Have, they don't have a match, so – that could be, and they could involve this. I, I like Damien as well, unfortunately. I hope Bad Bunny wins, but for picking purposes, I think you're putting over Damien Priest. I'm shocked at you two because this is completely WWE typecasted to be the Bad Bunny win, and we're going to see the most horrific screw job to justify it. That's why we're having the street fight is to justify in a way to allow Bad Bunny to win it because they can't let Bad Bunny win a normal match. But they're going to let him win or they wouldn't be doing it. I mean, this is complete WWE. They're, they're, it's, it's, 
to me, it's obvious that we're going to see Bad Bunny winning. It's just going to be how is it going to get there and, and how bad are they going to get screwed and are you going to get Rey Mysterio and, and continue that story in there? But I think it's going to take the village, but I think the village will beat Damian Priest. So we're bringing Carlito and, and uh, all of the clones in there. Absolutely. We're going to go old school IWC, Puerto Rico, you know, daddy cologne killing somebody in the locker room kind of stuff here. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what you thinking? I've been going back and forth on this. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Bad Bunny. I think I think he's going to win it. Uh, Matt, think... Matt told you, didn't he? No, I've been, I, I was originally Bad Bunny, and then I started shifting. I was thinking, well, they're going to put Priest over. But no, I've always thought it was going to be Bad Bunny. And yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Kendall Jenner's ringside. And uh, that would have been funny if uh, Rhea came and did something to her. But like y'all said, she's preoccupied. But maybe uh, Kendall Jenner will distract Damian Priest and uh, – get bad bunny the win so but i think bad bunny i mean you can't have the host lose right unless you're the miz the miz loses all the time yeah but this is different it, it, bad bunny's gonna he win lost, he lost twice last uh didn't he lose twice this is oh three times at wrestling oh, but and dick said something about being wwe wwe actually would have this be a draw in a no disqualification match well that's true <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to there's no way for a dq but they would find a way to to uh, make it happen. Okay. They didn't say so. it's no count out. They just said no DQ. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then uh, let's go. Uh, we did uh, Seth Rollins. Let's go with the uh, Austin Theory, Bronson Reed, Bobby Lashley, United States Championship match. Uh, Kyle, triple threat for the U.S. Championship. Who you got? I'd like to see him give it to Bronson Reed, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see Theory losing this. Uh, I don't see him losing it right now. Um, I think somehow, by nefarious means, Theory retains. Uh, but I think it'll be a really good match. I think this will be a, a sneaky good match between all three of these guys. Who gets pinned? Bronson. Mm-hmm. I think, do you pin him when he's, they're trying to push him? I think Bobby's getting pinned. I think Bobby might get pinned to set up something later on. I, I think, think Bronson's going to do a move uh, on Bobby, and Theory's going to kick Bronson out of the ring. He'll pin Bobby, and then Bronson and Bobby will keep doing their thing, and Theory will go in a better direction. Exactly what Brandon said. I'm going to take the same pick. thing, but I'm going to flip it because I, I don't think they're sold on Bronson Reed. I think you want to push him, and, and, and I get why we want to push him, but Bobby – you know, he, he's, again, one of the legit players as far as, as a main event guy. I mean, talk about a guy who's the ultimate loser at WrestleMania. I mean, they set him up with Bray Wyatt and going to give him a big, you know, big stage. And then Bray does what Bray does. And, and now he's just kind of back there. Uh, Bobby has a real big opportunity. I still think Bobby has upside in his push. So I don't think he's going to take the, the fall from, from, from that. So who are you going to take, Matt? I'm going to take Austin, but I think I'm going to take their storyline and flip it. I think Bobby's going to beat Bronson and then throw Bobby out of the ring and let uh, Theory get the win. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, man, I I don't want to pick Austin Theory because I'm really tired of seeing him on TV. I don't I don't like his character. It's just kind of like he's just this young, arrogant guy that hasn't done a lot. I beat John Cena. I, I, I'm – I want to say Bronson Reed, but I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's quite ready. So I'm, I, 
I kind of agree with you guys. I don't know who takes the pin. I don't think it hurts Lashley to take the pin. That's why I would think I would lean that direction, just because a pin over Lashley doesn't do anything damage him because he's just Bobby Lashley. They're trying to push Bronson Reed, but I I'm going with theory, but I don't I don't want to pick him. But I just think that's they like him, so I think that's where they're that they're going to go. Well, you know why Bronson Reed won't win, right? Because he's going to Raw, and they've already made it clear this title has to go SmackDown. So it's got to be Theory or Lashley based on the, that logic. You would think, Brandon. Well, I mean, they're not going to put the, the title. I mean, unless, unless Gunther's going to drop his to someone well, from SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know. I just, they could, you know, they could ride it out with the titles like that for a minute, and then they, you know, someone. Another another match, they it switches. I don't know. It's just, but you yeah, are George, right. That, that's Bronson wins it, and then they just make him give it up because he's on the wrong show. Or they make him go to the other roster. They make a have to make a trade or something. You have to make a trade. Yeah, yeah. That's something they never do, which is in drafts all the time. Yeah, I wish sure. they would have did that like last night. The last two not do trades like. Yeah, they they've done it in the past. They just haven't done it recently. So I feel like Cena got traded one time. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Rhea Ripley, Selena Vega, SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm going to go ahead and pick. They're not dropping off of Rhea Ripley. I know it's uh, it's the home country thing, but in this case, she just got the title. They're trying to push her. I'm going with Rhea. Um, Kyle, you got Rhea. Rhea. Squash match, Rhea. I'm going to throw a curveball. Uh-oh. Zelina wins, but Rhea keeps the title. Okay. We'll get a disqualification. So that way you still have Zelina win, and then you put more heat on Rhea, and she's still a strong champion. Okay. But my, but. So how would that be picked, though? Because you're picking Zelina to win, but she doesn't get to keep the title. So, so you're... So even if it's no matter how she wins, I guess then I'm gonna be right either way. See that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is that? How we do that? Because give me Zelina. Give me Zelina as my pick. Okay. She didn't win, but I, I, I think Rhea Brandon. keeps the title. Brandon. Okay. But right. but they gotta they gotta help the Porter the 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 hometown girl somehow. She didn't get the title, but she still gets the win. Well, she's getting a a, a match for the title at a pay per view when she yeah. hasn't been pushed. In a long, long time, so that's pretty. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, a that's big enough. You know, push. Trying to be there. different. Okay. It's not like Corey. It's not a lot like Corey, Brandon. It's scary. <laughs> it's scaring me when you start saying, "I'm gonna pick this because I just want to be different," or it's a long shot pick. Kyle, doesn't that sound familiar? But still, not a long shot because I said Rhea's gonna keep the title. I, I, I don't think Rhea's yeah. gonna lose the title. You sound like somebody else I know. Um, yeah, you sound like somebody else I know. He has a podcast also called "That's So Dope." Um, <laughs> But you sound like him. You just you're going against the grain just for the sense of going against the grain. Just make it a consensus, Rhea, all the way, Brandon. Don't be different. I said she's gonna keep the title. Wouldn't that be the hey, WWE's hey, thing to do is have a disqualification? Like, hey, next thing you know, Brandon will start being spouting off these theories. <laughs> oh gosh. Austin, then we'll have Austin. to make him a shirt too. Oh gosh. Uh, okay. All right. So uh we got that one. Let's see. Uh we got Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. Now, 
I think Bianca Blair wins, but I think there should be, could be some really interesting storylines done this match if they do it correctly. Will we see some breakup of damage control here? It could be that Bailey gets jealous, costs Dio the title, and she breaks off on her own, goes back to, you know, babyface Bailey for a little bit. I don't know. I'm I'm going with Bianca Belair. I think there may be some shenanigans involved on, on this one, though. I disagree with you a little bit, Brett, because I think uh, one thing we haven't seen really is EO have one of those NXT matches where she can really shine. I, I think they may just let her, I mean, they may have her lose, you know, clean to Bianca, but in a, in a four or five star match that we might be looking at at the end of the night going, that was a heck of a match and, and elevate EO through her performance as opposed to a, a storyline. But she can go, and but they just haven't given her the 15 minute pay-per-view window to let her go yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. I just feel like that storyline. They may. That may just be where they extend it a little bit. I think Bianca wins, and I, I agree with Matt. I think it's going to be a heck of a match. I think there's two, probably two of the best women's athletes you have, and there's, there's going to be some fun, fun spots, and uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good match. So I, I, hopefully, the storyline stuff they save to either after the match or, or you know, or, or SmackDown. But uh, hopefully, just let this match happen and. Then let Baylor do her things after if she's going to do it. I'm taking EO. I'm picking EO to win because they just drafted Bianca over to SmackDown. Instead of doing a lame title swap, why not just have Bianca lose the title, EO take it? Because if I'm correct, aren't in damage control on SmackDown? They got drafted to SmackDown? Yeah. Okay, so EO's your SmackDown champion. Bianca is chasing now on SmackDown instead of – or your Raw champion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. EO and them got drafted to Raw. So EO becomes your Raw women's champion without having to do a title swap. But what about Rhea then? Maybe you still got to do the t- – I don't – man, I'm picking EO. I'm picking EO. I'm sorry. Right. I'm picking EO. EO. I, it was a terrible, terrible judgment by me, but that's also because I'm trying to do 50 different things. Oh, she wins, and they say, hey, we already got a Raw champion, so uh, you got to drop your title, and it goes. Damage controls on SmackDown, so we know that. So we can have the winner of this is going to be on SmackDown either way. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe that's what I meant. I'm picking EO. It's EO's time. I'm picking EO, and I'm calling her EO Shirai. I'm not calling her EO Sky. She's EO, EO Sky. Rage against the machine, KO. Rage <laughs> against the machine. That's right. Genius Thank of the you, Shirai. <laughs> all right uh that leaves we have two left here uh let's go with the next one um brock lesnar versus cody rhodes um cody rhodes uh, um there's no way I, I think there's two ways they can do this i'm going with one they either are just tearing cody completely down and making him look irrelevant by having him lose again and back-to-back pay-per-views when they pushed him to be the man. Or they need to make him look strong to go after this new belt for right now because he's on Raw, which I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to win this match. This is going to be a, a match that he um, that pushes him toward the big gold world championship. You know, this is going to be – 
you know, will we get the apology from Triple H from the booking of Cody and, and not winning the title and, and kind of give us a solid of giving him the win? But Cody is one of those wrestlers, I think, right now that he could he could theoretically take a loss, even though it would be one of those, why are you doing this? I mean, how many losses has Seth taken in the last year? I mean, he got three to Cody, you know, and, and I think he got one to Riddle. I mean, there are quite a few lot he had he had to lose to theory a couple of times i mean and and seth looks as good as ever you know you could see seth at the top of the card despite having those losses so if, if he is in uh, cody is over you know i think cody has definitely made it over with the audience so for whatever reason brock had creative control and and had they had to win i mean i think he could come back from it but i think as a nod to the fans you've got to put cody I, I, it's gonna be Cody. Oh, uh, so. It's gotta be Cody. Yeah. Is, is Dustin gonna come? Because that's not that was a Dustin vo- voice there. So. <laughs> All right, Cal, what you got? Uh, Cody. Cody. Okay. So clean sweep there for Cody Rhodes. Surprised no one went Brock Lesnar. Honestly, I thought someone might somebody might uh, go with Brock. All right. Well, that leaves the. Uh, Main event, or, well, I call it the main event. That's what I suspect will be the main event, um, if it's worth the in, the interest purposes anyway. Um, we got Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle versus the Usos, Solo, Sokoa. Um, I think the main question here is, will the bloodline stay intact after this match? Because this this could be... I think a loss here could derail them and Solo could turn on them and and take out what was going to happen the other night. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Sammy, KO, and Riddle get the win, but I think Solo takes out the Usos and turns on them and kind of starts that little feud going. And then we find out about maybe it was Roman that, instructed it on a loss, you know, the next SmackDown when he comes back, you know, in three or four weeks, whenever that is. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's just completely set up to be, yeah, I I don't, I don't think, I don't believe Solo as, as a character. I don't believe Solo as a top guy right now. And I think he's being a little bit too pushed really, because I don't think he has, I mean, he's got the, obviously the bloodline, but uh, I don't think he has the skills or the, or the mic skills, you know, to believably beat even Jay or Jimmy. Uh, So, you know, I try. I appreciate that they're trying to push them. I don't buy it. I don't think a lot of the audience buys it. I don't think anybody's going to pay a ticket to go see Solo anytime soon. Uh, I think that you're going to see KO, Sammy, and, and Riddle win uh, yet again, and I think it will lead to that fracture and breakup. Uh, but again, you know, the way that the story, the way the WWE kind of scripts things, you've been seeing them take a lot of losses. So maybe this is where they get their, their win back. I mean, we kind of saw that with even Riddle uh, beating uh, uh, Jimmy Uso on uh, Raw this past week. Uh, so I think that, you know, this might be set up for the bloodline to get their win back. Uh, and they could definitely do so in a way where they have Solo beat Riddle and probably no uh, no tarnish off of uh, KO and Sammy. Now, Kyle, you want to go ahead and get yours in? I don't know who's got the news coming up. 
Uh, yeah, let me get mine in real quick. So, uh, <laughs> I'm taking, um, Sammy KO and Riddle win. At the end of the match, Solo attacks the Usos. Turn. Okay, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I'm like sorry, that. but I got to go, guys. No, you're okay. good. We I'm appreciate sorry it. I wasn't there tonight. Um, I've, 10 o'clock news. Hey, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see you on the review show. Okay, all right. See y'all. See ya. Thanks, Kyle, for joining us. And he was doing double duty tonight. I was uh, glad he could make it. All right, Brandon, that leaves you. What say, uh, uh, what say you? Sammy, Kevin, and uh, Riddle win. Uh, I, I do have to disagree with Matt. I like I, I, Solo. Just I don't know, man. There's something about him. I, I just he they build him as a badass, and and it's just he's got that that mystique to him. Because the you know you talked about the mic skills. Well, he doesn't need the mic skills. He got drafted with Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman, that, yeah and Paul Heyman. I think you're going with. I think you're right, Brandon. I think that he's going to end up. Sometime along the line, he's going to break off, and and Solo will be the new Roman Reigns as far as with Heyman. Yeah, and, he, and like how many times late, like lately, you've seen Heyman whispering in Solo's ear, and like Solo's just expression doesn't change for anything. He doesn't, he doesn't laugh. He doesn't. I mean, he's just locked in all the time. Like I don't. There's just something about him, and uh, I I don't know. I think he's a star. I mean, I, I I get I get part of what Matt's saying, but I just don't agree. I just I believe everything about Solo. Maybe I'm a sucker. Could he be the one that eventually turns on Roman and takes the title and they put him so over and he, and Roman takes time off and now he's the new uh, Roman Reigns. With Heyman. With Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? You, You liking that? I, I just don't. I, you know, I don't buy it, and, and 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 hopefully there's more Brandons in the world to 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 be buying this to where you know maybe we can get some believability there. But I mean, there's so many people on the roster that if you told me this versus Solo and did this person win, I'd be like, yeah, that you know, Braun over Braun could be you know uh, Solo. You know, I could see Braun swashing Solo. I mean, he just you know the the Samoan spike as a finisher. I don't like that. I mean, I just think it's kind of a weak finisher. I, the, the whole package right now, obviously Heyman is the best in the game at what he does, and he can elevate anybody. Any You put anybody with Heyman and you got gold right off the right off the bat. But uh, for me, Solo is just not believable yet. Uh, he doesn't even really have any big wins. I, I mean, his one match against Cody, he lost to Cody. And uh, so, I mean, there's no big wins where you just look at and, and believe it. And and who do you think would be able to elevate him? You know, it, it's Seth. I mean, you know, you look at that and it's just like. Well, man. if he beats Roman Reigns, doesn't that elevate him? I mean, if, he's, does, the one and- that, if he's the one that ends the streak. I mean that that naturally does, but I, I again I just don't see it being very believable. Well, I, the only reason I could see it is that I think that this whole time, the only reason he's kept the belt Roman has over the last every, six months. When was it he came in? It was it it was the one over across the overseas, wasn't it? When he came, uh, the Usos were banned from the match, and he came in. Ever yeah. since then, it's really been Solo that has done a lot of the you know, help it, basically helping Roman Reigns win matches. The Usos have been there, but it's been Solo that's been the key. So if he's the key to keeping it, he turns and he takes it because now he doesn't have that person that, that you know, 
I guess the uh, forcer, as he calls him, in his back pocket. I just think that would be a cool storyline. Then maybe Roman takes some time off. When you put it out back. like that, it highlights. Roman's been taking time off. I mean, you, you just well, laid out like, this I'm thing. And like months, four matches. I'm talking about months and months. Like he goes away for a while after he gets, and then you know he and Solo kind of you know runs his little mini Roman thing, and then and then Roman comes back and they have a rematch later down the line. Could be intriguing. You know, just counting in my head, you know, he's basically had four matches since Clash at, at the Castle. You know, they had, the, they had the War Games, and then you got the, you had Kevin, Sammy, and uh, and Cody, and other after the Drew match, and that's our, our Roman Reigns contribution to professional wrestling since June of 2022. But he just had the Logan Paul match. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't count that one. Did he? Great point, Brandon. I just kind of. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I got I got my Logan Paul uh, ad right here. Oh, <laughs> hey, did you change the color of that so you could, uh, you know, redo yeah. the the picture? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah. They, oh, like, yeah. When they resigned, it was the exactly blue same. raspberry in a different color. They just changed the uh, the colors. Yeah. All right. So, as we kind of wrap down here tonight, anybody got any final thoughts? Like. With that. First of all, thank you for having me. It was an honor to be with you gentlemen who, who talk about the great game of, uh, of professional wrestling, the great sport, and it, it was fun to pick your brain and uh, hear your insights on, on this evening. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about Backlash. I mean, there's very few matches I'm not excited about, and I think, you know, as, as critical over the last two hours since we've been on the WWE, uh, they've really built up these shows, the, the big shows, over the last couple of uh, pay-per-views have been, you know, weren't you excited about Sammy and Roman in, you know, Montreal and then the Royal Rumble? You know, you're excited about KO and and and, and Roman, and I'm excited about several of these matches. I can't wait to see Cody and uh, and and Brock go. I'm I'm excited about Damien and Bad Bunny because you know Bad Bunny's going to do something crazy, you know. And, and and there's a few matches here I'm really excited about. It's just, will they deliver? Because so many times I, I have this optimistic view going into a pay-per-view, and then afterward I just, I'm just watching it just blankly at the screen, like- wondering why did I just waste these three hours and getting excited on this. So hopefully they'll deliver, uh, and I think a lot of WrestleMania did deliver, uh, and it's a lot about that storytelling. How will this Bloodline storyline progress one more chapter? And, and that's been, as you mentioned, Brett, the best story we've had. Uh, so how are they going to continue to tell that story? Great opportunities, but also they haven't been living up to those opportunities lately. Yeah, uh, now I think black, you know, backlash normally is like kind of a throwaway. It's like it's the pay per view to get you back to Money in the Bank. It's like Hey, we got a WrestleMania hangover. We're just going to do the same matches. You know, normally they just do the same matches from WrestleMania. A rematch. We call it yeah, rematch. Yeah. And, rematch. And so I, like, I like we got some fresh matches, like both women's matches. You got two people that have basically never challenged for a title. You know, uh, just I like what they, they're giving us, and I think it'll be a good show. And then uh, Matt, just uh, it's cool having you on tonight. But a different voice and just uh, – it's cool to just get different opinions on wrestling and what's going on. And, uh, you know, we've talked, we've been at shows together before on running the Detroit shows and we've talked wrestling in the past. So, uh, you know, it's just, it, this, this was fun and uh, we'll hopefully have something good to talk about next week. 
Yeah, we should. And uh, said, thanks, Matt, for joining us. Um, hopefully, we can rope you in, no pun intended, and uh, and uh, have have you back on, especially the uh, the review show, because we'll have to go over our picks here. We'll have that uh, next week sometime. Hopefully, you can join us there. And and again, whenever we have it, we'll you have an open invitation to come back anytime you'd like to uh, join us. We we like the more voices, the better. It's you know, it's funny how you can have four of us tonight and we usually have four guys or four or five of us if they're all here we can all have different opinions on something and you know it's just interesting to hear other people because i'm usually sitting at the house myself just watching it with my with my son which he's four and he doesn't know what's going on he gets up and dances around the music but to have get to you know talk back and forth about someone else's opinions is cool and um we enjoy it and and uh i hope you enjoyed coming on with this matter it was a it was a fun show and now I'm just ready to uh, to see what all happens this week. Now I've got, of course, Brandon. You're going to be busy, I'm sure. You're going to be covering some games um, this week. I've yeah, I may actually not even be able to watch it live, depending on what you know Saturday stuff in the air. So I may be back on the road trying to get here to watch it. So and uh, you never know with Peacock, he'll let me <laughs> pick up where I need to, or so I may I may not get to watch till Sunday morning. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. I've got depending on. Our games, we have a series Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If there's a Saturday game three, I might be catching a little bit behind as well. So, um, but uh, yeah, we like to also give a shout out to our other other station. We got Net I got my nice little hat here. We cover high school sports in East Texas. So, um, you're also watching here on the Disrespect Sports Network. We've got the Off the Rope Show. We've got That's So Dope podcast with Corey, Vince, and JD. Should be coming up here in. in few weeks they've they've been talking about coming out with the show um and then we'll also have a the disrespect shorts sports show they'll be debuting soon so uh make sure you like and subscribe to our uh, twitter and our youtube channels we got all that scrolling on the bottom here um again matt thanks for joining us tonight and uh also always brandon thanks for coming on um for kyle and jeremy that aren't here with us and for brandon and matt I'm Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on Off the Ropes. You're listening to the Disrespect Sports Network. Good night, everyone.